0: This is Tristan. And this is Justin for the Space Bros Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> With a smile. With a smile. Episode 44.
1: Oh yeah, the big 4 4.
0: Yes. This is a significant episode because it's also our episode four episode. Right, Twice. Four, 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 four. The 44-4-4. double four, forty-four, four-four,
1: triple four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Episode forty-four, watching episode four. Yes.
0: Yes, that's, that's the title. I, of the that's podcast. why we waited this long. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh.
1: For uh, for for the forty-four. Mm-hmm. So now we gotta wait till the fifty-fifth episode to do.
0: I guess we don't have to, but we could. That's not a bad we idea. We'll see. All right. Um... So, a couple news items before we get into the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Taters, precious. Meat and taters. Oh, have you played, or you've been probably hearing about Shadow of Mordor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I was watching some giant bomb click look of that today.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to get that. Yeah. It's only on new consoles, or current consoles, right? Right. Well, things that are bad about this game. <laughs> yeah. Everything's everyone has been saying, oh my god, it's awesome, it's great, all this, it's got that, that. Um, The PS3... And Xbox 360 versions... Don't get that. ...don't have the Nemesis thing. Right.
1: Yeah. But there's a there's a PC version,
0: right? There is a PC one that has it.
1: I'll yeah. probably just get that.
0: Yeah, that's the way to go. I mean, I am going to get an Xbox One at some point. I, I know I am. Oh, really? You're not going to get a PS4? No. Oh, that's I, what I'm going
1: to get. Because it's my media center. Like, yeah. For sure. Like, I, I'm going to get... Maybe eventually I'll get a PS4. I'll mm-hmm. probably wait. But, I mean, my PS4 is just
0: sitting there getting... Or PS3, PS3. is just getting
1: dusty. I play
0: my PS3 more than anything else. Yeah.
1: Well, you're a gamer more than so than I, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I like uh, PS3 because of the universe inter- user interface and like the controller. I just don't like Xbox controllers. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not never a heard big fan. Any, Never heard anybody say that. Before. No. Well, I actually like the PS3 one too, and a lot of people hate that one. Okay. But the PS4 one is even better. That yeah, so, I heard that. Yeah, it's cool. Um. Okay, back to the subject. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get Shadow of Mordor. That's the only thing, but don't get it for 360 or PS3. No. Um, and uh, let's do some news then. Sure. So, um The first news article is that from Huffington Post, which is a bullshit-ass uh, <laughs> news. HuffPo? <laughs> HuffPo. Yeah, it used to be
1: yeah, a, a cr- serious news like, internet news organization, and then, like, as soon as uh-huh. it got bought out, was like, someone showed their panties.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. Okay. It's all clickbait. Clickbait now. Yeah. Um, but this one is kind of semi-interesting. It says, um, <laughs> light has been made solid, paving the way for real lightsabers. It's a really deceptive headline, because it's like, oh, cool, man, lightsabers, we can make them now. We yeah. have the technology. The time is now. W- w- one <laughs> step closer. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so now they can take beams of lasers and shape them into objects okay that's not saying that they can make a lightsaber it's just saying that they can end a laser projection
1: so they can just make it stop short mm-hmm. they can yeah they want a laser to stop three meters from themselves yeah or one meter i guess a lightsaber is only like three feet long mm-hmm. um they can do that
0: yeah it says here that scientists at harvard have made photons of light behave like solid molecules so, it, it just mimics it to make it look like a solid molecule. So, you, it wouldn't retract or anything if you put it into, you know.
1: Can you touch it? Like, is it then? Um, I don't know. That's like, a good does question. It like, force you back? Because that makes me think more of, like, if I would have read that, I would have been, like, you know, ho- um, hollow rooms are more, like, could be something of the future. I wouldn't think lightsaber. Mm-hmm. If you're, like, I can make a point of light stop midair, I'd mm-hmm. be, like, oh, then you can make holographic projections.
0: Right? Mm, yeah. But it sounds like it's making light mimic a solid.
1: Right, which is what a hologram is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kind of.
0: Yeah. It says here is what we have done is create a special type of medium in which photons interact with each other so strongly they begin to act as if they have mass and they bind together to form molecules. This type of photonic bond state has been discussed theoretically for quite a while until now it hadn't been observed. So they were successfully able to sure. reproduce this theory. Unless
1: it has mass afterwards, because mm-hmm. then it could be a lightsaber, because then it's like you're taking light, mm-hmm. and you can make it hit something. Yeah. Right? But if it mm-hmm. behaves like mass, but you still just put your hand through it, Yeah. then it's like a hologram. Yeah, there's,
0: there's different types of lasers, too. I mean, it's, Sure. It's not like... Definitely. This is the cutting laser, and this is the, you know, whatever.
1: I think the lightsaber thing is just clickbait. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't want to say holodeck. Right. <laughs> because more people know what a lightsaber is than a holodeck. Yeah. Which they had that conversation in the editing
0: room. It's like, well, it's like a holodeck. It's like, well, can we
1: make it lightsabers? Star Wars is really big right now.
0: <laughs> but it also, I mean, they already have the hologram technology. Sure. But they do it with mirrors and stuff right now. Right, so right. They don't yeah. have the ability to project light right. into a physical space. And then make it like mass up and mm-hmm. create a. You yeah. Know, anywhere, really. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's cool. Definitely. Mm hmm. But I picture a minority report when he's like scrolling through a computer, mm-hmm. touching the air and making it move. Right. That'd be cool.
1: I mean, if they said like the light stops and then once you touch it, it like burns your finger off.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's more like a lightsaber. <laughs> That's like a lightsaber.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do you think we'll see that in our lifetime is holographic computers that let you use interface where you're just using hands?
1: Um, I
0: don't. Yes. I do actually think we'll probably be able to see that. I think in the last 10 years, what's happened in computers? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think we'll see these, some things close to it, but I don't I don't know that people will use their hands like that to control stuff. Or keyboards that
0: are like holographic keyboards that actually work. Could you I mean could
1: you imagine though typing without being able to feel the key? Yeah. Like not know it, like not being able to tactilely know where your hand is mm-hmm. would be really for me really difficult because I, I type pretty fast. I'm like I don't like look at the keyboard at all. Yeah. I'm keyboard proficient, I guess. Uh-huh. i Not a, not a single finger typer. You know, yeah. So you I don't really your see. ASDF.
0: Yeah, you got it on point.
1: I mean, right now you could hook up a Connect to your monitor and, like, you know, scroll through web pages mm-hmm. by by slapping in yeah. space or whatever. That's Just the future. Is slapping right someone. <laughs> <laughs> Next page, bitch. <laughs> Microsoft uh, Windows 10 with yeah. slap
0: technology. <laughs> slap Clippy in the face. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, people, you can do that. Like, Connect is proof of that. Mm-hmm. You can control your Connect moderately or your Xbox moderately well with voice control yeah and hand motions but it's kind of dumb like when you can hold like a remote and just move your thumb it's much faster it's much faster so i don't see like the minority report thing looks awesome but i don't see Mm -hmm. especially since like people can't hold their arms up in the air yeah for like five minutes at a time Mm -hmm. unless like in the future we're just like super bulky because we have been (laughs) And we have, like, incredibly developed uh, pectoral muscles and, like... That could be, too. And biceps. And, like, everything's just really ripped. (sighs) But it's only because they're controlling their, like, porn viewing. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But I think we'll see the hologram stuff, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm saying 100%. Okay. Like, you will have some sort of weird hologram monitor in Mm. your house
0: when you're, like, 90. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I think you're right. Um, Star Wars Rebels officially airs this Friday. It's um, premiering on Disney XD October Woo-hoo! 3rd which is the same station that features a lot of Marvel shit. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so if you've been watching Disney XD you've probably seen previews for it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's airing uh, it was previewed too. If you're uh, an AT&T or Time Warner or maybe Comcast user, you could watch the whole episode early um, with their WatchDisneyXD.com and the WatchDisneyXD app, which also works for um, Apple TV, is what I have it on. Oh, maybe I'll have to do so, that on my iPad. Yeah, watch yeah.
1: Disney XD app? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yep, so you can watch it there now. It's It's been live since Monday, September 29th. You should have let me know. Yeah. I would have watched did. it. I did last episode but I mentioned it. You did. Yeah. And I forgot. Mm-hmm. So Um, but it's officially airing uh Friday, October third at nine PM Eastern time. Wow. Eight PM Central. That is a late night showing.
1: Mm-hmm. When was Afraid of the Dark on television? Was that like eight PM Oh yeah? Central time. hmm So it was like nine it was nine PM Eastern. Like yeah, all those shows. Yeah. Red and Stimpy. The yeah, those were on late. Night. Yeah.
0: Was that that was Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. What was that called?
1: The Snick? Saturday Night oh, Nick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Snick. Good stuff. Salute your yep. shorts.
0: So if you haven't seen uh, the episode yet, you can watch it live on Friday. Um, And it's also... I think I'm going to record it. I have
1: cable, so I'll, I think I'll just end up recording it. I was going to record it right now while we were talking. Mm-hmm. So set it up to record.
0: Yeah. You have an app that you can do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a timetable. Um, So, the 29th, it was available to watch preview. Uh, It's an hour-long episode, too, by the way. Um, Mm -hmm. The uh, live airing on TV is uh, this Friday. And then on Saturday, it will be available for purchase on iTunes, Amazon Prime, Google Play, Disney XD Video On Demand. Monday, it premieres on XD again. Yeah, no, um, weird. Yeah, Yeah. it also repeats Just, on Monday, October 6th. Oh, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> Those are more episodes, I think. Yeah, I'm, so, looking, I'm looking at the
1: schedule right now. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And what it's showing through AT&T is that the first airing is tomorrow on Disney. Mm-hmm. Or Disney HD. Monday, it'll be on Disney XD. Mm. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then the next episode, which is called Art Attack... Mm-hmm. Then it's on Disney XD. Uh, looks like it's airing Tuesdays um, at well, this says 4:57 p.m. Oh, weird. And then 8:30 p.m.
0: Okay, uh, so it looks like it's all over the place. Basically, they just repeat yeah. a lot. So I wonder if it's airing on Mondays because they have the next two episodes possibly on. Oh, it says Sparkle Rebellion. I don't know. Yeah, The Tuesday. series premieres. Okay, so we're getting an hour-long movie <laughs> feature. Basically, on is the, the Disney first the main channel. Yeah, that's yeah. the first quote-unquote pilot episode. The first official episode, the series premiere, is not until October 13th. Yeah, so that's that's going to be airing on Mondays. It looks like.
1: Yeah, it's. Yep, that's all as far as I can see in the future too. So. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's the timetable we're looking at.
1: So basically, they, they assume that everybody has a DVR of some sort, sort. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Because the timing,
0: the times are random
1: and all over the mm-hmm. place but i'm yeah. sure i'm sure there's a specific time we're just not seeing not able to see that easily mm-hmm. but without watching a, a commercial i guess
0: yeah um uh,
1: okay. definitely recording it though
0: mm-hmm. yep we'll check, check it out the first se-
1: hour-long episode i have to actually set up separate <laughs> separate recordings because it's going to be airing on different channels
0: oh that's weird strange yeah um okay here's a dose of uh a smidgen of Episode Seven news. Um, I've heard that um, C- C-3PO had two things that he demanded before <laughs> signing his contract from Cinema Blend. Uh uh-huh. um, The first thing was that uh, they upgraded the costume. They did, he, well, okay. First, he said, "Don't you dare digitalize C-3PO and make him a CG character." Oh, okay. It's got to be the live dude in the costume. And he, it's got to be him, is what he's saying. Right. <laughs> he's making all these demands like he's got, you know, all the authority. Um, but he's uh committing to wear the costume again, but the other quest is that it has to be improved in terms of the design. He wants a classic look, but um he wants an updated version of the costume because it was a pain in the bitch to get in and out of.
1: Okay. So
0: like the costume made but with <clears throat> modern technology. Yeah.
1: So it's not as cumbersome. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay.
0: Yeah. And it's also said that he's uh finished uh that he he's already finished his filming, so his scenes are done. So Huh. I don't know if he's gonna be in it very long, but it sounds like he only had a couple scenes to do and he finished and took off.
1: Hmm. I wonder if there's gonna be a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Like in this first you know, new series. They're mm-hmm. gonna just be like pop ins? It could be cameos. Yeah yeah. Cameo's a better word. Yep. I like poppin' though. <laughs> Some Mary Poppins. Some Mary Poppins.
0: <laughs> oh, chimney sweep. Oh, oh, top of the morning. Yep, and then she walks out the door. That's a Mary yeah. Poppins. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, before we get into episode four, let's talk about a wild conspiracy related to episode four. Okay, let's talk about it. Picture this. Um, Hold on, let me close my eyes. <clears throat> okay. All right. Guess who Boba Fett killed... In episode four. Um take a wild guess. Take a wild he guess. He
1: killed. In episode 4 mm-hmm. Like he showed up. Nope. No? Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes he who killed. Who do you think somebody. he killed? Uh-huh. Um
0: Guido. Mm. Guido. <laughs> Greedo? <laughs> Greedo. Yeah, that's like <laughs> Guido. <laughs> Some guy from New Jersey. Yeah,
1: some dude, some from New Jersey. Greedo. Okay. Um, it wasn't. It was Boba Fett who shot from behind the bar. Mm. There were two shooters.
0: Okay. <laughs> this is some kind of grassy knoll theory. Yeah, it's a grassy knoll theory <laughs> of Star Wars. What about if they killed Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru? What if he killed them? No. That this is just dumb. Okay. This is the theory. Okay, so it says sure. here. Uh, Luke's sort of aunt and uncle, um, Owen and Beru, who raised him from boyhood on Tatooine and made him the wet behind the ears, moisture farmer we know and love. Uh Um, So there's the scene where he says that uh, this couldn't have been, Obi-Wan says, this couldn't have been the work of Tuscan raiders. Their blast points are too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise.
1: Which we know is not okay. true from watching.
0: Uh, yeah, I know, which is, is complete it's bullshit. So it's like, phew, firing all over the place. Yeah. Um. So why it couldn't have been stormtroopers that killed Emperor and Uncle Owen? Okay. The assault on Little Lars' homestead was completely out of character for a stormtrooper attack, seeing as the rest of their approach seemed to rely largely on checkpoints, informers, interrogations, even if they were pretty terrible at all three. Okay. okay. Number two, Darth Vader, who ordered the search of the droids, wasn't in the habit of allowing prisoners to be executed. Instead, every action he takes throughout the movie suggests that he's a big fan of actually interrogating prisoners before deciding what to do with them. That's true. He is a big fan of interrogation. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three. And choking. Uh, an intense micromanager like Vader would have surely been aware that his step relations, the Larses, lived in the area that was being investigated and would have really uh, allowed them to be killed or leave them in, to leave in peace in Tatooine for so many years. Or for that matter, for lonely stormtroopers to accidentally learn of their relationship to him. Uh-huh. So they're saying that uh, uh, it's a regular intergalactic whodunit. Um, and that's just where it get, things get interesting. If the droids weren't being looked for by stormtroopers, then suggests the Empire, and specifically Vader, had decided to put their droid-finding eggs in more than one basket. Uh, which suggests the a bounty hunter could well be the culprit. Now if that's the case, assuming Obi-Wan is the right track with his slightly tenuous only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise then there's only one bounty hunter that could realistically be responsible. Cool. D, uh, it says Boba Fett. Okay. Boba Fett is the, clone of un, uh, the unaltered clone of Jango Fett, the original clone trooper himself. And seeing as the non-clone tro- stormtroopers in Star Wars have notoriously terrible aim, Obi-Wan can surely only have been <laughs> referencing the original high-quality clone troopers with his precision theory, which uh, means of all the uh, bounty hunters we know in the Star Wars universe, only Fett could have been realistically mistaken for a stormtrooper by Obi-Wan. But wait, there's more. Boba Fett had motive. (laughs) Namely, the presumably huge bounty that would have been placed on such valuable droids. Plus, it explains why he would kill Lars and frame the Tusken Raider, seeing as he wanted to put other bounty hunters off the scent.
1: What what was the bounty for the the droids? How much was Mm, it?
0: I don't think they ever say.
1: Yeah, so... Um, (laughs) I'm just pointing out one hole. Okay, what about
0: this? Uh, Boba Fett was near the scene of the crime. Okay. uh, Why? As shown in the now canon quote-unquote 1997 Star Wars Special Edition, uh-huh. Fett was in the nearby Mos Eisley just after Lars' murder, and it's not too hard to believe that he'd be willing to double up on bounties in search of profit.
1: I don't consider those special edition
0: versions canon. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lucasfilm does. Yeah. Um, Darth Vader totally references the fact that he did it. Remember the best line, the aforementioned bounty hunter scene in Empire Strikes Back? Uh, when the Vader says, he's walking around lecturing the bounty hunters and says, you are free to use any met- methods necessary, but I want them alive. Speech, before stopping Boba Fett and looking him straight in the eye, very pointedly, and saying, "No, disintegrations." Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which is odd, because um, who really are the only people to get disintegrated in the whole Star Wars trilogy? The Jawas that Luke and Owen find, in the speed. Oh, that before Luke speeds off to his aunt and uncle, and of course, Uncle Owen and Peru.
1: I mean, I don't know if I can consider that disintegration,
0: but... Pretty close. I mean, it's like melted skin. Sure. It could have been his rocket launcher on his wrist, or his flamethrower. Right. <laughs> Emulsification. <clears throat> they were emulsified.
1: I mean, they didn't yep. disappear.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're skeletons, though. They were torched. Sure. I, I consider that disintegration, almost. Um, <sighs> which means that when Vader is telling Fett not to disintegrate anyone, it's just not randomly picking on him because he has a, a completely cool helmet... Um, he's pointing out <laughs> that it was the last time Fett was sent out to find anyone in the Empire's behest. Of the bounty hunter disintegrated Vader's stepbrother. Right. And you know what? He'd rather not let it happen again this time. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, sure. Okay. I don't know. I mean, hmm. it's an interesting conspiracy theory. Sure. Yeah, definitely.
1: But I, I, I can guarantee that George Lucas was not thinking about any of that. <laughs> so and basically, um, George Lucas was thinking like, I need to have a reason why Luke wants to go after Darth Vader so hard, mm-hmm. and he uses it again in Episode One or Two, like just kill their family, and then like you can make somebody basically get up and leave their comfortable situation, which Luke was about ready to go back to. Yeah, right in the mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, and having Darth Vader go up to Boba Fett and say you are very dangerous, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just to, like, sort of add on to the fact that this guy's a bad guy. So, I like it. You know, it'd be cool, but I think it's stretching it. You know?
0: Well, if you want to uh, weigh in, it's at moviepilots.com, or moviepilot.com. And there's a poll at the end that says, is this bullshit or not? And, uh... Where's the poll at? I said, okay, so the three options are, yes, it makes so much sense. Nope, stormtroopers make way more sense. Or meh, maybe, but I think it was. No, oh, I also um, think it's way li-
1: too little time to, for for Boba Fett to like get a bounty. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't really a bounty out for C three PO and the droids. Um, they sent the stormtroopers down, mm-hmm. but there was no scene where Darth Vader was like send a bounty out. That's of true for these droids. Yeah, you know, so why would he know about it? He's he's a subcontractor. <clears throat> yeah, that's true <laughs> for the Empire. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: um, but. So me and 589 plus people said yes. It makes sense. Okay. Um, the nope is 46 people, and the meh is 28 people. I think people
1: just. I think you just want it to be true.
0: Yeah. I think you just like want to add <laughs> complexity to the complexity story. Complexity to like, a story that's actually oh,
1: pretty simple. And
0: basic. He was thinking yeah. about that way ahead of time. Whoa! Yeah. Oh my
1: god. And you know the stormtroopers can't be good shots, otherwise Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Leia would never have made it through. Yeah. You know the. That uh, they, would they wouldn't have escaped the star. They wouldn't, there's yeah. no way they would have escaped so you mm-hmm. know those things you just have to give up when
0: you watch a movie like that yeah there's almost some scenes now that we're getting into the movie sure. business, there's some scenes where it's like almost like de- 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 where they're running down the halls shooting <laughs> yeah. each other and they're like whoa and then they're running back and then who's chasing who
1: definitely you could add that music yeah. to some of that stuff so. mm-hmm
0: Um, all right, I'm going to start this out with uh, some questions. When was the first time you saw Star Wars Episode Four Or Star Wars? I mean, it I called? was... Yeah,
1: I don't know. Seven? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when I can remember. So I think probably seven. seven eight.
0: Do you remember how you watched it? What format?
1: No. Like, did you see it on TV? or? I feel... I like... Memory's kind of bad. But, I, you know, I feel like it must have been on television. hmm Because I don't think we really had, like, VHS say In 1988, VHS mm-hmm. was around, mm-hmm. and I certainly could have rented things, but or could have asked when we went to the grocery store, which is where you got your rentals yeah. from
0: mm-hmm. at that time. <laughs> grocery store slash video store. Yeah, where
1: the Century had a, a corner yeah. where it had VHS tapes, and then you can go up there, and then later on, they had Nintendo games. Like That's where you mm-hmm. got all your rentals. Yeah. Or Pick and Save. Um, but I, I feel like I must have seen it on TV, probably. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Yeah. Okay. Well, I saw them out of order. I saw the episode six in theaters. Okay. It was the first Star Wars movie I saw. Um, and then I, I think I saw this one on VHS in the special edition VHS collection. Okay. Or it might have been on Super 18. I I can't remember. Yeah. The, I mean, the original one. The one this is what, actually,
1: this is what I don't remember. Were the originals on the VHS tape? Like the non-special editions?
0: Mm, they must. I don't know. I don't think they made those. At all? Well... We could look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty. I sure mean, they this is it.
1: something I've been thinking about because I, I haven't really thought about it for a long time. I mean, I have the special editions on VHS because when I got, you know, my own money and like could buy things, like thought about buying things like that. That's what I bought because that's what it was around. Yeah, um, but I don't know that the Star Wars
0: original series, you know, there. I think it was. but must have been the most popular version that was out that you could buy in stores was the special edition one. Sure. Later on. Right. So I think at some point they just cut it off.
1: Yeah, because back in the day, like, VHS tapes weren't, like, super cheap. Mm -hmm. Like, buying movies, it was incredibly expensive, but you Mm -hmm. didn't really own a whole lot of VHS tapes because it was kind of expensive. I mean, even VHS players were several hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. for a long time. So your access was rental or... Well, pretty much rental, and so they didn't keep pumping out VHS tapes, or like they do now, where like everything is accessible all the time. Right. So yeah, there is that huge gap where like I may have seen it on TV, I may have watched my cousin's VHS tapes. I'm pretty sure, I, or like rented them, but I'm pretty sure I randomly stumbled upon it. Mm-hmm. You know, on television. Yeah. Um, and then you couldn't like just go and find it super easily. Mm-hmm. So then I didn't really experience it again until like. Middle school, like late middle school, mm-hmm.
0: like eighth grade. Well, 1997 was when they re-released the special editions, okay, and that was VHS. But that seems late. It does. I thought that were um, they were out earlier.
1: No, that's about right. I mean, because they high put them school. in theaters, right? Yeah, that's yeah. When I went to go see them in the theaters. Yeah, but the, I mean, there's some point in there in the middle where unless I must have had access to it. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it a lot because I was a kid, but and I was doing other stuff,
0: but. I think they did the, um, it doesn't say here on Wikipedia whether, what versions of release when. Yeah. Um, but the, the theater re-releases were, um, in 1997 ish. Yeah. But I think the VHS box set, the special edition box set actually came out in like 1990. Okay. Cause that one was readily available like throughout, you know, middle school. And that's school, school, not without school. the computer effects. That's a the theatrical release versions.
1: Um, because then your LaserDisc that yeah. you have came out yeah. in early '90s, yeah, '92, like yeah. So, but then
0: they re-released the box set with the special editions after the movies were in theaters, right? Which now, is in before, the late '90s, yeah, and before. And then they released them on DVD as well, right around like in 2000. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I I should I should probably look it up because I probably have my box. Like I have a couple boxes of VHS tapes in mm-hmm. my parents' house still, like in the basement somewhere. Yeah. So I should probably go look and see what maybe this winter when I have some time, I'll go down there and just be like, just try and find what set I had. Because mm-hmm. I don't remember when I bought it. Like,
0: Oh, here we go. Okay, 1985 VHS release. Okay. is the, So from 85 until 97, you right. could have the unaltered versions on VHS. Okay. But those are analog. Those aren't digital. <clears throat> so that's why the LaserDisc is the only digital format. Right, it's the highest resolution. Yeah. yeah.
1: Basically the best version of the theatrical releases that you can purchase which mm-hmm. is what
0: you have yes which is what we watched the movie on yeah
1: mm-hmm. which looked okay yeah like i didn't look at like it doesn't look like a vhs tape like it looks better mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like a blu-ray it's somewhere in between obviously but i yeah. think it looked and sounded pretty good
0: yeah it wasn't terrible wasn't it wasn't a terrible experience it was widescreen too yeah really like Letterboxd. theatrical letterbox, yeah. mm-hmm. not
1: like new widescreen which is made for your television yes yeah
0: 1610 or 169 right what is it
1: uh, 16 by nine. That's the, like yeah. theatrical yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's almost twice as wide as it is tall. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yep. Or one. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. So we watched it on LaserDisc. Did you notice differences in this movie compared to the newer versions or anything that you were like, wait, there's another scene. What, what happened? <laughs> um, when I watched the actual versions, <clears throat> I didn't really yeah.
1: miss the missing the, the new special edition scenes. Mm-hmm. Like I thought this run ran really smoothly. Mm-hmm. When we watched it. It was well paced. Yeah. There wasn't a point where I was like, oh, this is kinda of boring. You Did know, there's you, no uh, like Jabba and Han talking scene where you're just like, I don't why Yeah. This isn't
0: important. Like Did you notice the the scenes that are missing, like the uh X Wings in Space scenes that they cut out? Right. Or that were added later mm-hmm. that aren't in this version.
1: Yeah. Um you know, not having this the the additional fighter, you know, pilots and the mm-hmm. jets and like like trying to make the I understand why he did it. Mm-hmm. Like, when, with during the space battles, when he was like, I have this entire moon-sized space station. Yeah. But there's only, like, eight yeah. TIE fighters. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I totally get, like, why he went back. He's like, let's make it epic. Like, there's mm-hmm. gotta be, like, 150 to 1,000 TIE fighters, because it's the size of a moon. Yeah. But when you watch the original theatrical release, that doesn't, like, bother you. You're no. one, like... You know, maybe, like, the second or third viewing later, you'd and you're analyzing it, you'd be like, that's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. But when you're yeah, enjoying it... It's a strange, it, though, like, this ragtag group of, like, eight dudes is, like, taking on an entire moon base. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, the, the scope and scale and size mm-hmm. of it is small. Because it was a small movie. Like, yeah. it wasn't... I mean, it's a bigger budget movie for the time, but not, like, mm-hmm. nobody knew it was going to be huge. Yeah. You know it's not like a a three hundred million dollar production you know back <clears throat> in the seventies I don't know what that would be like mm-hmm. a twenty million dollar production I don't know does it say what the the how much would it cost to produce it back then um because that'd be interesting yeah to I could look that up let's see so it's those you know those special edition features that I didn't miss but i did I will tell you that the sound effects seemed a little cheesed up like they weren't as full. You know solid like Mm -hmm. there's something a little off about the lightsaber battles or you know the way the um the explosion sound Mm -hmm. like it sounds a bit tinny yeah i don't know if that's the laser disc or you know i don't know what but the thx sound coming through it's just like so old school but i I have a feeling it's probably the sound design yes it's gotta be it's so good now like we're just used to like incredible sound design Mm mm-hmm that it seems kind of hollow. Yes. Watching the theatrical version.
0: And what's funny is my laserdisc player has two, so it has an RCA output is probably the most common way people would hook it up to a TV nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has two outputs in the back for audio, one for analog, one for digital. Okay. And what's weird is you plug in the analog sound into um, the output, and sometimes you get commentary tracks. Oh. That's what happened to me. Is when I plugged this in, I was like, "Wait, what is?" It? what what's going on here they're <laughs> the wrong setting what's going on interesting and then you plug into the digital and you get the movie so oh, yeah. it's really strange because the video is the same you think back in the day then you would have to like
1: you plugged in the analog and the digital and switching between commentary tracks was not a menu option on the no laser disc
0: there are no menus on so LaserDisc. it's a, it was yeah. just simply an option
1: through your you'd have to unplug your the amplifier. amplifier yeah or choose just different like, yeah, uh, you'd receiver have different inputs yeah. interesting
0: yep Oh,
1: convoluted.
0: I know. <laughs> well, the budget for this movie, okay, was originally 11 million estimated. Okay. And it was released May 25th, uh, 1977.
1: I was sitting like, what's 11 million 1970s mm. dollars that's going to all be done on the internet
0: uh, in
1: 2014? Just type it in. <laughs> okay. I'll take see like what happens. two seconds. There we, I can continue talking about other stuff. So, <laughs> what. I mean, we all know the plot of the movie, so we don't have to, like, go over it. But what I kind of liked about watching episode four is how uh, streamlined and simple the plot is. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that crazy. Like, you don't get, like, you don't get the Trade Federation problems. I mean, they kind of, like, touch on it a little bit. It's an empire trying to keep track of its rebels and kill its terrorists, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And there's a princess who is working for the rebellion Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not too complicated. Like basically, you're just meeting a guy. He's introduced to this weird thing called the Force, which I don't use very much. Mm-hmm. It's a really like the, in the first movie, they like barely touch on the Force. Yeah, They're just like you just use it to like <clears throat> feel, right? Yeah, he's not moving shit around. No,
0: but Vader's choking people. I mean, Vader's choking shit. Yeah,
1: choking shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's like yeah, there's like a little bit of telekinesis, but overall, it's just like yeah the, like i wonder what people thought of when they saw that first movie and they're like what is it what is the mm-hmm. force like you can choke people but then you can also shoot correctly
0: yeah is that it yeah <laughs> like, i don't know it's just like keen senses or
1: something basically yeah. i mean that's how they explain it right mm-hmm. like you can just feel it you feel things around you doesn't say, like, you can, like, throw a rock at somebody and crush them. Right. Or, or like you can shoot you, lightning. Yeah, or you can yeah. shoot lightning at people. Mm-hmm. Like, none of that stuff is in there. Oh, and and control people. Like, you know, simpletons. You can kind of right. persuade more easily. By
0: kind of flicking your wrist. Yeah. And it was funny in that one scene, Obi-Wan just kept doing it. The <laughs> motion the same time. It's like, you probably don't need to do Keep, the motion he's trying to pet every him. single time. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, $11 million. <clears throat> $175 million. So that's like... Well, wait. Really? No, let's see. Because <laughs> that's like... Uh, is that like half the budget they have for
1: um, the the new episode seven?
0: Oh, okay. No, $40 million it would come to. 11 would turn into 40.
1: Yeah. And what's the budget for episode seven? Like I keep making... Okay. Are you? Yeah. Tell me when... This is the last thing I'm going to ask for. Just so we have a comparison, right? Because people probably don't think about how, you know... He's a slightly unproven director.
0: Two hundred twenty million. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So forty million dollars they made this movie for. They're making the new one for two hundred twenty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. it's funny how so that changes. It's for a big budget sci-fi for a budget sci-fi movie. I guess at that time it was probably a bit much, mm-hmm. but you know, overall, like. You know, he just had to hire some puppeteers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's some people who make models.
0: Right. So. Um, all right, let's keep going on with this interview. Yeah. So who's your favorite character in the movie?
1: Um, I think Han Solo. Okay. And Actually, I really like Princess Leia. Mm. That's not true. I really like Princess Leia in this movie. I think she's awesome. You know, she's a, a tough, she's a tough cookie. Like mm-hmm. she's a princess, but she grabs a blaster from him and shoots it really awkwardly, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And she's got an attitude. Mm-hmm. Like she's pretty, pretty great. And like, I like Hansel and princess Leia probably. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it was a really interesting choice to have not, and probably for that time to have a, a not so in distress damsel. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Even if she's only the one, the one woman in the movie. Basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, she gets
1: killed by both of that though. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, they really, he really dropped the ball on not having female pilots and stuff like that. But, you know, when it comes to In Distress Princess, you know, when he he comes in to like rescue her in the Stormtrooper outfit, like she just immediately makes fun of him. Yeah. Aren't you short for a Stormtrooper? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Aren't you a little too short for a Stormtrooper? Yeah. Yeah.
1: it's, that's good stuff. Like, yeah, because basically
0: this is like, uh, uh, Night Comes to Storm the Castle Save the Princess movie, mm -hmm. it turns into. But the princess is like, you know, yeah. bitch. Yeah, she is. She's not just like, oh, save me, Luke. Right, exactly. Yeah. She knows. Mm-hmm.
1: She blows the hole open the thing, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's, good that's great. Like, I, I think she might be my favorite character in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, in this movie,
0: yeah. No, I there's
1: like not her. a whole lot of her, really. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. but and her direct... acting range is is pretty good in this movie. Yeah,
1: she's given a lot so to terrible. do for the yeah. small amount of time that she's on screen.
0: So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, What what part did you enjoy the most? What's your favorite scene? What's my favorite scene? I think the cantina scene is still my favorite. Oh, yeah. we Han Solo?
1: <laughs> yeah. And you're, like, introduced to all these, like, you know, you're in Mos Eisley, which apparently has, like, none of the same types of aliens everywhere. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. a different alien. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but aliens. There's and there's, no like, duplicate. Halloween costumes everywhere. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that, you know, introduction to Han Solo... Mm-hmm. Um, chopping off the dude's hand at the yep. bar. Oh, he doesn't like you. Oh, I don't like you. You know that whole <laughs> scene, doesn't like that's so you. Weird. Yeah. And then he chops off his arm, and there's yeah. a scream, and everybody just goes back to yeah. taking their drinks. All right, from milk. the top. <laughs> do, 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 do. That seems great. Yeah. yeah, and then
0: in the the laserdisc version. So basically, when Greedo draws his blaster, Han shoots him from the hip, and that's it. There's no second bolt from Greedo. Yeah, I don't even remember Greedo touching his... He'd had his gun stick. out the whole time. Yeah. Right. But then he's he says something like, now it's time for you to pay up. Or yeah, or some final line that Han's mm-hmm. like, nope, I'm going to shoot you yeah. first. And Obviously. Greedo never shoots. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> but because they don't want to make Han too much of a scoundrel, he's got to shoot second. It's like, come on.
1: Yeah, that's a dumb excuse. Mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. So poor choices in that special edition version. And Mm -hmm. then, like, it was in the special edition version, we'll have to watch them at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we should watch them next. Yeah. Do you Mm want to watch the special edition version before you watch episode five? Sure. We'll just. uh, Because that way we can clearly. Because I think if I wait another year, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty easy to tell some of the scenes. Yeah. Which are added. Mm -hmm. But, like, closer together, it might be better because I can have a more direct relationship between the two yeah because we we're already talking about the differences mm-hmm. you know yep so let's i guess let's stick to the theatrical version then i'll yep. stop mentioning okay the special version but
0: yeah that scene definitely mm-hmm. my favorite yeah i okay. like that one too um but i would say the scene when uh when obi-wan sacrifices himself okay there's always one where i was like oh my god yeah they're gone he's gone already what the hell
1: yeah that's true yeah It's like the Game of Thrones season finale of like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, they just killed off the cool
0: (laughs) Like the main cool guy. Like the leader. Mm -hmm. Now he's dead. And then you notice too, back here, like when in 1977, their idea of like dueling was just some close-up shots and some lightsabers waving around. Oh yeah. Whereas in like, you know, 2015, it's going to be completely different. Yeah.
1: Very low-key choreography for the action sequences Mm -hmm. a lot of like just shooting around corners and yeah even yeah the lightsaber battle was just sort of like like really basic yeah sword battles and um yeah 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 not as a not as a well thought out and i guess beautiful yeah that's choreography you got a lot
0: better fight choreography now in in sure 2014 Mm -hmm. um all right i'm gonna ask you some questions okay so, this adjusting is a quiz? for. Yeah, this is our quiz section. Okay. Quiz, okay, don't look at this. Don't look. Don't. Whose quiz okay. section? Mine. Oh, okay. Well, I'm asking you. Um, adjusting for inflation. Episode four would be the highest grossing movie of all time. Can you name a couple others that would be on that list ahead of it? So, or, so it's number six in all time inflation. Uh, a, adjusted gross income. It's like total income overseas. Sure, sure, Movie box office. This is just for a new hope. Yeah, Star Wars A New Hope is number six. uh, Return of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi is not on the list. What? Um, Think of movies that came out (laughs) past 1995.
1: Oh, okay. We're going that modern? I thought it was like within a decade or something. These are the
0: top six adjusted for income. Of all time?
1: Yeah. Like Titanic? Titanic's number two. Uh, The Avengers? Number three. Avengers is number
0: three? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Holy shit. Um, Ugh. it's all gonna be past
0: 1995
1: yeah uh the matrix
0: no think no. of an, another star wars film is on there oh really episode one yeah yeah i it's guess number five okay that's really insulting that it beat <laughs> i mean people are pretty excited about yeah. it yeah and then uh we're missing avatar is number one
1: this is adjusting for inflation too yeah, yeah. wow mm-hmm. oh avatar, avatar right number one and Forget then that, the movie. dark
0: knight is number four wow okay yeah Uh, Okay, so the movie opened in May 1977, and by November it had dethroned Jaws, which opened in 1975, as the all-time domestic U.S. box office champ. It was then beaten by E.T. in 1982, but was back on top in 1997, uh, until Titanic knocked it off in, yeah, 1997.
1: Okay, so that was...
0: Yep. Um, Okay, so let's see here. This is another question for you. This is the only Star Wars movie to be nominated for the Best Picture Academy Award and the first science fiction movie ever to be nominated by Best Picture. Do you know which movie actually won the Best Picture in
1: 1977? 1977? Yep. No. I don't know. Um,
0: 1977. Yeah. You're probably not going to know any of these movies. Probably not. Even being a film major. (laughs) No. Uh, Okay. The
1: 70s were weird. Like, There are some good films that come out in the 70s, but there's also a lot of... like. Not great
0: stuff (laughs) Um, that people don't remember. Julia, do you remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. that didn't 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 win, but these are other movies that were nominated. Okay, Uh, The Goodbye Girl. Okay, The Turning Point. No, and the winner was a Woody Allen movie called Any Hill or Any Hall. Any Hill. (laughs) Any Hall. Any Hall won that year. Yeah. Okay. Diane Keaton, Carol Kane, Paul Simon. That's a good movie. Hmm. Shirley Duvall. I've never seen it. I oh, Christopher Walken in it.
1: Huh. Yeah, it's weird that like none of those other movies clicked like best picture mm-hmm. nominees. I'm just like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh Julia is Who directed it? Fred Zimmerman. Okay. Mm. Sure. Okay. Uh what about The Turning Point, which is a Herbert Ross jam. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> about dancing. Okay. And the Goodbye Girl was uh, another Herbert Ross jam. Yeah, Neil Simon. Okay, yeah. romantic comedy.
1: Yeah, I think you know in the seventies. You get some like good like Woody Allen comedies. Mm. There's some gritty like, dirty.
0: You know what we consider sort of B movie cult movie stuff mm. that came out a lot. But. Well, in 1976, uh, Rocky won. Okay. And then uh Taxi Driver was nominated too. Sure. So that was a good year. Yeah, like and then in nineteen seventy eight it was the Deer Hunter. Right. With Midnight Express. Oh yeah, there's some good so. some good movies, but like Yeah.
1: It's 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 bizarre how quickly like the majority of film disappears. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like obviously there's those movies that everybody knows from that decade. But like then there's like a whole lot of other movies that like you will never see again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. people will not talk about it ever again it's kind of depressing really but that's how pop culture works i guess yeah i mean there are a lot of other plays being written when shakespeare was around right name another play right yeah. like <laughs> uh-huh. it's not gonna happen so oh
0: man raging bull didn't win ordinary people beat it wow yeah that's uh, it. That's The academy awards yeah it's weird decisions sometimes <laughs> okay um that was some trivia for you
1: go okay thanks now I feel stupid.
0: Yeah, it's is so stupid. <laughs> what about some facts about the movie? Let's do it. Okay. Um, in IMDb, early drafts, IMDb facts? Yeah, these are from IMDb. Facts with quotes in the air? Yes. They've been hand-plucked by me to make sure, sure they're awesome. Um, in early drafts of the script, R2-D2 could speak standard English and had a rather foul vocabulary.
1: Okay, well we saw that. Just in, as I
0: speculated. Yeah, in the Star Wars.
1: <laughs> we saw that kind of in the Star Wars original script. Mm-hmm. right. He did speak English mm-hmm. or basic.
0: Galactic basic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but not the follow language. That was not in the...
0: Yeah. And it says, although all of R2's English speech was removed, many of CP 3 pos reactions were left in. As he's like surprised, like, oh, yeah. shut your mouth. Oh. Okay. That's terrible. <laughs>
1: so the jokes you we were making were... Yeah. That's, on. that's funny. <laughs> yep. <Yeah.
0: clears throat> okay. Uh, the skeleton that 3 po passes... Belongs to a Tatooine creature called a Greater Crate Dragon. So you remember when he's in the desert and he's passing by that yeah. g- giant skeleton? Um, this artificial skeleton was left in the Tunisian desert after filming and still lies there. During filming of Episode 2 of Attack of the Clones, the site was visited by the crew and the skeleton was still there.
1: I wonder, it's probably not still there. I'm sure it's yeah. covered by sand at this point.
0: Yeah. Um, did you know that Darth Vader only has 12 minutes of screen time in this movie? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I believe it. It's a two-hour movie. Yeah. yeah. It's got 12 minutes.
1: Yeah, it's it's when you rewatch it, it's amazing how much time, like, when you think about the movie, you think about, like, some major events, mm-hmm. right? Like, the introduction, like, Anferu dying, and, <coughs> like, Mos Eisley, Yeah. and then the rescue, and then mm-hmm. after the rescue, like, almost immediately, like, blowing up the Death Star. Mm-hmm but yeah, it's a 2 hour movie so there's a lot of other stuff in the middle of it. Yep. That doesn't include like basically just includes Luke, mhm, right? And Obi-Wan and and then Han. Like slowly they add more and more characters, but like I'm trying to think like bet- between the beginning where you see Princess Leia and then when you finally get back to Princess Leia, is that like an hour and 15 minutes? Yeah. Basically passed yeah before she's rescued. Yeah. And then like you get a little scene in there where she's being tortured or they're mm-hmm. going to torture her with the probe droid yeah when yep. when they bring in the probe droid with the needle arm <laughs> yeah but that's what i was saying like when she like she's my favorite character which doesn't really have that much screen time mm-hmm. like there's a big chunk of time in there where she's not there and like luke is i don't know discovering himself yeah <laughs> but it never seems boring
0: like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty well paced so mm-hmm. um due to limited budget The American cast members and crew, including George Lucas, all decided to fly coach class to England rather than first class. When Carrie Fisher's mother, Debbie Reynolds, heard about this, she called Lucas, complaining how insulting it was for her daughter to be flying coach. Fisher was in the room with Lucas when he took the the call, and after a few minutes, uh, she asked if she could talk to her mother. When Lucas handed her the phone, she simply said, "'Mother, I want to fly coach. Will you fuck off?' and hung up." (laughs) I mean, who else was in the room? But, yeah. Like, this story comes out. I know. Like, would Lucas say this? Yeah. I don't think so. Maybe she would. Carrie Fisher's been... Maybe. It know, might to be tell in her book, That's it. true. Yeah. 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 Okay. Speaking well, of Carrie Fisher... i we'll that's possible. Her titties were taped down with gaffer tape, as her costume did not permit any lingerie to be worn underneath. Yeah. She looked, joked later, as we all know, there is no underwear in space.
1: Yeah. I said that <laughs> when we were watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, for some reason,
0: knew that. random random mm-hmm. tidbit titbit 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 um mark Hemmel held his breath for so long during the trash compactor scene that he broke a blood vessel on his face subsequent shots were from one side only (laughs) so (laughs) apparently he was underwater too long yeah and he's really going for it yeah he's giving it the full i don't know quite the thespian quite yeah (laughs) Um, Peter Cushing found the boots that came with his costume extremely uncomfortable to wear because they were too small for his feet. Thus, he only wore them in the few shots where Tarkin's feet could be seen. In other scenes, uh, in other scenes, uh, Peter Cushing is wearing a pair of fuzzy slippers.
1: Sure, why not? So, why not be comfortable? Yeah. yeah. Well, how come they couldn't get him different size boots? Mm-hmm. I mean, they must have had
0: more than one size. Yeah. Boot around. It's like this is the only size we got. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. it or leave it. I liked his character though, Grand, Grand Admiral Tarkin. Yeah, he did a really good job of being a bastard that everyone hated. He he he's is like, a he's a British bastard. actor. Arr. You can tell he's yeah.
1: probably done some World War Two movies where he played a yeah. Nazi. Mm-hmm. Like he had some period piece
0: like British acting going on.
1: Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. He's, he's good. pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um, according to Mark Hamill, studio executives were unhappy that Chewbacca had no clothes and attempted to have the costume redesigned with shorts. <laughs> Okay. How ridiculous would that be like? Yeah. <laughs> weird I, shorts. Just, I got these like just shorts. surfer shorts on. Just yeah. shorts. Uh-huh.
1: Some sort of, something to cover his
0: non-genitalia. <laughs> like, that's weird. Speaking of Chewbacca's scene, or his suit, um, it retained the bad smell for the duration of filming after the tra- trash compactor scene.
1: Oh. So apparently... <laughs> it just got wet and like
0: never... Yeah. They
1: couldn't get the... They couldn't dry the clean. Damp... Yeah. Moldy. I mean, they weren't like in dirty water, probably, but just yeah. the idea that, like, that fur got wet probably mm. made it stink immediately or whatever it is. Yeah. I wonder what it was made out of. Real raw. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Human hair. Probably. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dennis Lawson, who played Wedge Antilles, um, is the uncle of Ewan McGregor, who plays Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh. I didn't know that. No, I mean, that's kind of interesting. Um, Peter Mayhew. And, Assuming it's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Mayhew and David Prose, who were both given the choice of which giant character they wanted to play. So these two tall guys show up at the casting they're like, one of you's got to play Chewbacca, and one of you guys played Darth Vader. Yeah. And uh, Mayhew wanted to play a good guy and Prose wanted to play a bad guy. So they ended up playing the matching characters. Made it so easy. it's like, who wants to be the good guy? Ah, oh, me. Oh, okay. Man. I'll take the good guy. Yeah. All right. You're the bad guy. Okay. Done. Huh.
1: I think it's crazy. Like, I can't. I think it's nuts that that that's all it came down to. Right. But there wasn't some... Well, obviously, because the the lightsaber battle was not very intense. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess that mm-hmm. wouldn't have been a consideration. But nowadays, that would be like... Yeah. I don't know which one of you can do back... Like, you wouldn't have to do backflips because right. you'd be the stunt person in a costume. But mm-hmm. it seems like there'd be no, more physicality to it. But I suppose. Like, what does it matter? They're, yeah. They're not... They didn't do much in the movies. You know, there's not a whole lot of physicality between those characters. You jumped down the chute. The garbage chute. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get thrown down the garbage chute, mm-hmm. and
0: there is not a whole lot of character to Chewbacca at this point. No, or Darth Vader for that matter. No, mm-hmm. like, so it doesn't really happen until the next movie. Yeah, Um when Darth Vader crushes the neck of Captain Antilles, the actual sound you hear is of walnut shells being crushed because mm. you can hear that like. And he throws them. Yeah. Um, the same effect is used in Star Wars Episode 5, Return of the Jedi, when Han Solo is freed from the carbonite. They use a walnut-crushing sound, too. Okay. All right. Why not? <laughs> um, portions of the sound effects for the Millennium Falcon's engines were recorded at an air show in the Experimental Aircraft Association's annual convention in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Have you been to the EAA? Yes. You've the driven museum? past it? Yeah. I've been, I've been to the museum. Okay. I went to the air show when
1: I was younger. Mm-hmm and actually george lucas was there three years ago four yes. years ago showing uh-huh. red tails yep um because he's a big fan of pilot stuff and the yep. air show is huge i guess mm-hmm. worldwide so, i didn't realize how
0: huge it was yeah
1: yeah it's pretty big like people fly in from all over the world hmm. to see whatever to they see, get. To, to fly more planes <laughs> to fly more planes basically and see other planes being flown yeah so, that's pretty crazy
0: uh, it says here, in a gesture of thanks, Lucasfilm donated a model of the Millennium Falcon to the EAA Air Museum. Okay. Did you notice that when you were there? I mean, when I was
1: younger, maybe? I don't remember hmm. it too well. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure I would have been like, oh, cool, but I don't remember. That. I haven't been there since I was eight. Yeah. And I went with the Cub Scouts. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> so,
0: yeah, good good luck remembering.
1: Maybe if we have some time, we can go check it out. Yeah.
0: It's funny, because I've driven past it probably six times. I think In the they, last two years, yeah, they have the SpaceX
1: uh-huh. ship right now or something like that. They have cool. had it for a long time. The mm-hmm. like private Virgin Airlines oh ship, like one of the first ones. Uh, to go Richard up. Branson, Richard Branson deal? Yeah. deal that went into orbit, right, mm-hmm. or like into space and then came back down. I don't know. They have something to do with that right now. Okay, so, I don't know. It's it's a cool experience. That weightlessness for, has for ten seconds. Yeah,
0: that nobody goes to except yeah. for once a year. <laughs> so, um. The Wilhelm Scream was revived in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally used in this movie called Distant Drums in 1951. Okay. But it was repopularized with this film. The, he used a lot of weird sound effects like the Tarzan thing he tried to bring back with Chewbacca swinging on a vine. Not in this movie. Not in episode four. <laughs> right. But in episode six. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that was his choice, but mm, I'm sure he just okayed it. Yeah. I'm sure he wasn't like, this scream from this 1951 film, mm-hmm. I want to use that <laughs> as the sound of a TIE fighter, right? It's
0: the sound of a Wilhelm scream of like, ah! Um, just the <laughs> screaming? Yeah. yeah. When someone does that scream. Right. I think it's probably when someone was thrown down a huge distance. No, play the Wilhelm scream. I think you're thinking of um, something else. No, that's just the,
2: wah!
1: Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was the, um
0: the TIE fighter.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that one. I, well no, it's a uh, This Let's is hear just it. like Yeah, I'll just fill
1: my pipe. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yeah, that's it. That one. Wow. Right. <laughs> mhm.
2: Good.
1: Okay.
0: That's the very first one. I don't know. I
1: I guess my my brain was, I always just thought it was the TIE Fighter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because that always sounded like a scream to me.
0: Well, speaking of TIE Fighters, okay. uh, The TIE in TIE Fighter is an acronym. Mm -hmm. It stands for Twin Ion Engines. Mm -hmm. So the model maker, Joel Johnston, came up with this acronym. Uh, In the making of the Star Wars book, he mentions another possibility had been Third Intergalactic Empire for TIE. Why the third one? I don't know. <laughs> they would have to explain that, too.
1: Yeah. Um, Was it like the Mandalorians, the Republic, and the Empire? I don't know. Or like the third version of an empire. Yeah. Twin like Ion engines, mm-hmm. obviously, is the, yeah. the winning one. Yeah. But where are the two engines? Huh.
2: Because uh, it's... I mean, the well, wings don't have engines on them. No.
1: It's a, it's a central engine where the golf ball is, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yep so that doesn't even make any sense no (laughs) sorry i just wanted to i'm sure there's some diagram somewhere well you have the blueprints book don't you yeah but they show more like sets and they do show models but it's not like um you know modern day like people would like sort of take apart the millennium falcon and be like this is where the engine would be and like here's all the specific pieces of this thing that doesn't actually exist the mm-hmm. the blueprint book is like the blueprints of the models and the sets, not the blueprints of the um not real items i guess i don't know how to well there I
0: mean? is yeah there is a um I'm um, sure there is one there is a book that has that, and I wonder where the twin engine is, maybe it's like a um Okay, so, I mean, there's a book called uh, Star Wars Complete Cross-Sections, The Spacecraft and Vehicles of the Entire Star Wars Saga. Okay. It probably shows you, like, cross-sections of blueprints. There you go. Where you hide the engines. And all That's that. what you need. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's like a, a Harley-Davidson, which has twin V power. Mm. You know, there's just two pistons. So yeah. So, it's a mm-hmm. twin V. <laughs> yeah. So, maybe there's two ion blasters that form into one to move a TIE fighter forward.
0: Could be. I think you would have to do that in order to make that make any sense. Mm-hmm. He's the prop man, so let's trust him. Sure. <laughs> um, according to an exhibit at the Smithsonian, the sound of a TIE fighter is created by combining the squeal of a young elephant with the sound of a car driving by on a rain-slicked highway.
1: Good. I'm glad there's some sort of screaming yeah. in there, because I always picture that yeah. as the, the Wilhelm,
0: yeah. Wilhelm scream. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. So you can rest easy now. Um, I can sleep at night. The lightsaber sound effect is a combination of a hum of an idling 35 millimeter movie projector and the feedback generated by passing a stripped microphone cable by a television. So, if you had a mic cable, yeah. take the casing off of it, strip it by there, and then combine that with the uh, 35 millimeter projector. Gives you what? The lightsaber sound. Hmm. Classic lightsaber mm-hmm. sound.
1: Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which sounds a little bit hollow nowadays. Yeah. At least coming from the laser desk.
0: Right. I, would actually, I wish I could hear
1: it like in the theater. Mm hmm. You know? But yeah. even back then, the sound systems in those theaters weren't, like, what they are today. Yes. So,
0: and the sound quality, even the output of it, yeah. is different kilohertz range now and much better. Yeah. And, and the bit rate is so much higher that it just sounds much better.
1: Yeah. I wonder if, like, probably somewhere on, I wonder if somewhere if they'd go through the, like, change the way they changed the sound for the um, special editions. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure they kept the same elements, but
0: they somehow amped them up. Mm-hmm. For the special edition version, they probably added more textures to it by resampling it. Yeah, probably. And, uh, cause if you listen to like an old MP3 that you recorded years ago. Yeah. Like they sound like shit compared to the newer ones. Should I go back and
1: like listen to my <laughs> Napster files yeah. and see what yeah. they sound like?
0: Because those are different sample rates and everything. So it sounds. Yeah. Not nearly the same.
1: Just trying to get that one megabyte sound like yeah. song like yeah. all the way down to three megabytes maybe. Right. Well like Back most modern then?
0: sounds are songs are like 12 megabytes now. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. think.
1: Remember I think Napster you were downloading like three megabyte yeah. songs mm-hmm. and that would
0: take all night. Yeah. 45 minutes to download three megabytes. It'd yeah. basically. Uh, um, okay. The hilt of a lightsaber given to Luke Skywalker is a Graflex 3 cell camera flash tube with some rubber grips and a loop attached at the base, these flash tubes can still be bought today, and cost around the same as a replica hilt. So it's actually like because will make one. Yeah, you could make one yourself. Ooh, mm-hmm.
1: a good project yeah. to make your own. I mean, it's not Just as cool. Just like a Jedi
0: constructing your own lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, it's not as
1: cool as Adam Savage making the the blaster, but mm-hmm. not as blaster. But it would be kind of cool mm. to make your own if you could like find a way. Yeah, I like I like that stuff. Like, you mm-hmm. know,
0: in older movies, like, you know, the... Uh, what do we have for a lightsaber? I don't know. Just <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> pick this film tube whatever. Oh, we got this empty film tube. and some yeah. rubber. Let's do
1: it. It's a flash tube. You know, like the Daleks. Like, yeah, just stick a plunger in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there you go. Most deadly weapon in the universe. Plunger. <laughs> like, that sort of ingenuity and, like, cheapness mm-hmm. is awesome. Like, yeah. the fact that that spawned a billion dollar industry, basically, is insane. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Um Ben Burtt created the sound of Darth Vader's breathing by placing a small microphone in a second stage mouthpiece mouthpiece of a scuba scuba regulator and then recording the sound effects by breathing through the regulator. So it's made through a scuba device. Okay. That he was doing on a second stage while watching, you know, Darth Vader walk around. Okay. Yeah. With a scuba mask on going. Okay, when he takes a step, he'd breathe out. Yep. Yeah. hmm At a fully stage, probably. Yep. Okay. So, that being said, that's all the interesting facts that I found about this movie. A lot of sound ones. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, movie magic happening in this movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And if you go back, um, talk about the blueprint book again, like, there weren't that many sets. Mm hmm. And, like, I think I talked about it when I mentioned the book, but, you know, the fact that they would, like, reuse, like, basically, they had an L shaped ha- hallway mm-hmm. that they used for. The Death Star that they use for like over and over again, where they just like mm. ran down yep. different directions and use different camera angles, but they basically just had like one hallway that they used over and over and over again, and like moved okay. the door from one side to the other to yeah.
0: like, mix it up a little bit. When but, you look at it, you're like, wow, there's a lot of computers and scenery in the background yeah. that looks really expensive. That's not they did a good <laughs> job of masquerading that and like they really know, do shooting it in a certain way that makes you feel like it was super high budget. Yeah, and it, it really took you into the the moment you're like oh this is believable yeah this is not a place
1: yeah exactly Mm -hmm. no it's it's crazy the ingenuity that they had to have back in the day whereas now it's like we'll we'll just put them in a green screen and then Mm -hmm. they'll add more hallway right you know yeah though apparently the new one's not like that apparently it's real sets so Mm -hmm. which is great
0: so yeah that's very cool so how would you rate this movie on a scale of one to one hundred thumbs up (laughs) one to one hundred yeah um i'd give it
1: a, a 95 95 thumbs
0: what do you think the average metacritic rating is Ooh, god i mean they're going off the special edition version probably yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm. um pretty pr- metacritic that's mm-hmm. the critic one right and that doesn't include No, that's the user voted that's the user voted one
0: well it can be a combination of it's a combination of the two yeah got him. sorry yeah the microphone um 88 88 that's pretty close 91 okay is a metacritic score that's not far off when i saw mm-hmm. yeah um i see
1: very little problems with the movie really when watching it maybe it's a sense of nostalgia mm-hmm. um but you know nothing where i'm like uh oh, god
0: damn yeah. well it's been so long since i've watched the movie all the way through and sat down and paid attention to every moment that's happening yeah and then watching it on this format of Laserdisc where there's, like, no additional bullshit. You have to fast forward right. through.
1: Yeah. I have, like, zero, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't really want to watch the special edition ones. I never think about it. I'm never like, yeah. hey, I'll watch the special edition ones. Because I didn't like it. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed them. But, like, the extra stuff, I was like, eh. Yeah. I don't need it. So it's kind of cool
0: that you have this now. Yeah, is it is kind of like, like the nerd equivalent of owning a, a record and like sitting down and listening to a record. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it has to be the purest that's, form. You do but, have the purest form of yeah, Star Wars. I guess, but when you're a super fan, you want to experience it the way it was meant to be. Yeah, and that's what you
1: have. Yeah. So now I got to figure out a way to rip it. <laughs> yeah. But I then, already have uh, a large version, so. but then
0: George Lucas changes the way it was meant to be afterwards. So, yeah. I mean, whatever what do you it's his movie he can do whatever he wants with it but i really like this movie I, so there was no right, reason so. to change it
1: yeah i know there really wasn't like when you go back other than to make a bunch of money so you can make episode one i guess even though you yeah. already have a bunch of money or like test the waters and see like i think create interest in it before mm-hmm. releasing your new budget
0: you know your new huge movie like he's more
1: of a businessman than he like lets us yeah on.
0: he always says that he's not but like it was totally a business move to re-release those in theaters and be like, let's get the hype train going again. Woo! Check it, Yeah, yeah. So that aspect of it, like, I check totally it out. Star Wars agree. with new scenes. Check it out. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and some of it, like, like we talked about, like, I, I totally understand why he added more fighters to the to mm-hmm. the space battles. Like, mm-hmm. they're not epic enough for modern day viewers. Yeah. Um. It doesn't really make much sense that they don't have as many Tie Fighters, but. And, adding then, yeah. scenes, and like adding more uh, liveliness to Mos Eisley, like having mm-hmm. more going out in the background. Obviously that was a budgetary constraint that he couldn't do when he was younger. He couldn't yes. have like 20 or 30 extras right. and then like put in a, a digital, you know, uh creature in the background and like all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like I understand why he did it, but it just didn't really need to be done. Mm-hmm. I wish he would just would have added those elements and not like, well, I'm going to add a little scene here and a little touch. Yeah. I'm going to change the way you know, Han Solo, Han Solo shoots and like it's yeah. that stuff that like sucks. But.
0: Yes. And then that scene with Jabba really didn't need to be there. No. Um, I don't remember what it. I
1: mean, we'll, we can actually discuss this when we watch special editions, but n- I don't even remember what that scene was about. I think it was just because it's like, all explained when he talks to Greedo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so it's redundant. That's why yeah. he, it should have been cut. Um, But he said like, as soon as I have the technologies there to build the scene, I'm going to do it. We release it. I mean, he had images of, he did
1: shoot that scene originally, Mm -hmm. but they took it out obviously because it was redundant. And And they couldn't, well, they couldn't do the
0: special effect. Well, he he wasn't going to be a,
1: a fat worm dude. Yeah. He was just like a dude. Yeah. (laughs) He was a humanoid Mm -hmm. character that was large, not a Mm non-humanoid worm creature.
0: So I don't know.
1: Um, So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Did you? i mean, Oh yeah,
0: I loved it. Um, I'm going to say this right now, but my opinion might change after we watch the other movies, but I still feel like this is my favorite movie of the whole series. Okay. Even though I saw, you know, episode six in theaters, and that was my first introduction to it, and I liked that a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And five is really good, and a lot of people like five more than four. Yeah. But I like four because it kind of introduces you to everything in the universe and makes... It's really believable. It's like not as far-fetched as the rest of the movies are. Sure. It's like you could actually believe that these things are happening. And it's within the realm of possibility. It's not like extreme sci-fi. It's kind of believable sci-fi. Right. Because there's not as much force use yet. Yeah. Is that
1: why? Yeah. Because it's not as much mysticism. I'm just like yeah. A little bit. But yeah.
0: But when a... we watch episode five, I don't know, my opinion might change and be like, oh, yeah, this is the best
1: movie. I, I mean, it does get better. hmm You know, the, the budgets get bigger yeah the acting gets better. the directing gets better, yeah
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah I mean, like a lot of people rip on Mark Hamill for being like a whiny teenager in this movie, but... just at the beginning yeah I, I mean i I thought that too,
1: but like you kind of joke when he's like, never real. Yeah. like he's Tachi
0: station? station but yeah. it doesn't like
1: it's not the whole movie, like no. it's pretty much just the introduction to him on tatooine makes him seem really young, mm-hmm. and then after that, he kind of it doesn't it's not as grating, I guess, yeah, so yep, but yeah, definitely, if you can... I know that you can find this version...
0: On a torrent site, probably. <laughs> some places, yeah. yeah. Nefarious yeah. Means. um nefarious means. But, I mean, how much did it cost? Uh, ebay wise. Well...
1: In total, when you had to buy the LaserDisc. Yeah, you Laser the, this
0: player will set you back less than 100 Okay. But then the box set, the definitive Star Wars collection is the one you want, which is a black box with some gold print on it. Yeah. That comes with the special edition book and uh, has... Well, <laughs> the funny thing, too, is... Like, we had to flip the disc four times oh, yeah. during this movie That's because right. it's on six different aside. sides. Yeah, um, But it has, I think, like... With abrupt, like, the worst point. Yeah, like, every 20 it. minutes is, it'll like, turn a, to black. an
1: explosion like, or <laughs> something really important happens that, like, totally cuts the moon.
0: Yep. Um, but I think, you know, the, the set will cost you probably more than 50 bucks for the okay. this set. Did but it come
1: in different versions other than just the set?
0: Yeah, I mean they have the special editions You can find oh, them on Laserdisc too But you it. don't want those yeah, I didn't just, realize Laserdisc was around that long Into the late 90s Yeah, yeah, they did put them on Well, it's kind of like this weird area Where it, VHS was phasing out And Laserdisc was in there for a brief moment As the hot shit Yeah, and DVD came in around and 98, 99 DVD 99? is like, yeah, 97, 98 Okay But very expensive I bought mine when uh, I got a DVD player And the Matrix Yeah, that's what I did too yeah. that And, was like and Fight Club one. Except for Michael. the
1: Matrix DVD broke my DVD player huh. because of the White Rabbit. Oh, <laughs> where like the White Rabbit would show up and you press a button and it would take you to a special feature. Oh, that didn't work with the DVD player that I bought. You had to buy a <laughs> newer one. Uh huh. So it was yeah. totally
0: negated by all that. It was kind of like right now how Blu-rays are, where they're still about a hundred bucks. Yeah. And they are, you know, some of them are better quality than others. The players? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think the player, the DVD player, was like four hundred bucks in nineteen ninety nine.
0: Really, I think so. Wow,
1: two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty bucks. No,
0: I think I only paid like one hundred to one fifty for mine in ninety eight. Okay, maybe I got an expensive one. Wow, I want to say it was exp- it was expensive uh-huh. at the time, but mm-hmm.
1: I mean it doesn't yeah. seem like much now. But
0: but laser discs, I mean, they're going to be a thing of the past once the the lasers burn out on them. Or, you know, the disc starts skipping or start, I mean, CDs. I mean,
1: you can just box that up and not pull it out again. And yeah. you'll have nothing to connect it to because yeah. nothing's going to use RCA Right. Cables. I know.
0: That's the thing, too, is you have to use an RCA input. So you have, your TV has to have that still. Yeah. Um, Who knows how long those are going to be around. I know. Not very long. Because they're already phasing out uh, VGA inputs on TVs. Mm-hmm. Those are going away. It's only HDMI now. Mm. I know because I'm in the biz. <laughs> you know, I'm in the biz whatever (laughs) um yeah but i really enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to episode five me too yeah oh we also watched the family guy blue harvest oh that's right yeah afterwards because we're like all right well let's just see how funny this is afterwards because our friends hadn't seen it
1: and and a half an hour they really touch on the major points Mm -hmm. which brings home the idea again that like the two hours that they spread this like plot out Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem long they do really well yeah because if you can take like all the major plot points and most of the major events and just boil it down to like a half an hour streamlined Mm -hmm. not not like it was missing plot like you weren't like wait what happened Mm -hmm. maybe that's just because we just watched it like i wonder what what it would be like to watch the family guy episode and not have ever seen star wars Mm. is that possible does that person exist there's too many
0: jokes yeah where you're like what? But were they it.
1: were they confused by the the plot of the movie though? We should we should no. find some some uh, Star Wars version and show them that <laughs> first and be yeah. like, Here, watch this. What is this movie about?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they would get the gist of it. Yeah, but they.
1: If you ever come across a star, someone who hasn't yeah. seen Star Wars. Unfortunately, I showed it to my girlfriend when I first started dating her. Oh, so she's yeah. out. Yeah. Um, she hadn't seen them
0: then, but yeah, they're out there. Somebody. Hmm. Interesting experiment. You go to the
1: bars and find some like twenty-two-year-old. <laughs> right, right.
0: I'm sure there's a bunch out there that yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So we'll be um, next episode. We're gonna do the uh, the whole wrap up of the Legacy comic. Yeah, which I didn't bring you. I'll bring it to you. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay. You need it. Um, yeah. We'll we'll review the Legacy comics that just ended, number eighteen. We'll talk about Rebels the issue. Yep. We'll do a review of the Rebels episode the one hour special mm-hmm. um and then uh oh i forgot to tell you i was playing uh night seal republic on the ipad oh you were yeah again and i i got pretty far i'm like 10 hours in are you really <laughs> yeah. it's probably a 20 hour game so. Wow,
1: i can't i could not get over the amount of nothing that happens it's it, so empty oh, the
0: space oh you mean running around yeah yeah i mean the i controls... found it taxing yeah the running around controls have been improved in the, the SwoTOR, the MMO game. Sure, it's so much easier. But like, moving, it just seem like characters kind of laborious too. Yeah, mo- like swipe, moving, swipe, 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 swipe,
1: swipe, moving your stuff around, like moving yeah. going through uh, uh, hallways that are pretty much empty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's kind of yeah. I mean, you have a more of a nostalgia for it because I didn't play it.
0: I played on the Xbox, the original yeah. Xbox. Yeah.
1: So maybe you're just
0: yeah more accustomed to it. Well, I like it because. You can turn players, your your companions, in that game. You pick up along the way. You can turn them into Jedi. Okay. You get the option, like, once you're friendly enough with them, you're like, here, let me teach you how to be a Jedi. Okay. Which is really cool because it's like any character you have can go, you know, they can be a regular, like, scout or warrior or whatever they are, or they can be a Jedi, whatever you make them.
1: Hmm, maybe I should try playing more.
0: So it's really kind of cool. I like that, that option in there. And then the story is really good because it's like the story of Darth Revan. Mm-hmm. Which is um, a guy who is. You wake up with amnesia in the beginning of this game, so you're like, "Who am I?" Uh, and you, you later find out that like, Darth Revan is like the most badass dude in the galaxy. And that's you. And well, they're hinting that the next expansion for Swotor is going to be about Revan. Oh, weird. Yeah, so it's going to be he's going to be the character into KOTOR. Yeah. Hmm. And Bioware made both these games, KOTOR one and two, so so they could do it. They got the rights. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only made it to uh, you first infiltrate the imperial basement. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Um. After finding a uh, an outfit for the Sith. Hmm. Yeah. And yes. then I never I didn't play past it. Okay. I think I got distracted by other stuff. I didn't find it like super boring, but yeah, I, think I kept dying when I went down there, and I was like, okay, I don't understand. What Turn
0: it. the combat to easy right away. Okay. It makes it so much faster. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. Yeah, just do that and give it a try. A, with-
1: I had a hard time in, in that basement, and I was like, I yeah. don't know what I'm doing that's You wrong. also have
0: to pause it occasionally and change your strategy. Okay. So, like, if you see one of your characters getting low, make them take a med pack. Right. So, select that character, make them take a med, pap, med pack, and then press play, and then they'll heal up i didn't
1: think about pausing it i think i just sort yeah. of let everything happen real time oh no and you can change your strategy like you're gonna you can do this like, and you do this and then you
0: attack that person you attack that person right yeah you can pause it it's kind of like bowler's gate which is like an old school yeah rpg like it's that.
1: It's totally well yeah. antiquated
0: uh, yeah battle system
1: it is somewhere close to xcom but yeah.
0: not as intricate it's not turn-based it's pause yeah. spacebar yeah, based pause. <laughs> used to be like spacebar button would pause it yeah um but it's a really fun game and the plot is good and the controls are fine, and it looks fine on the iPad. It does look it good, good, and
1: it plays pretty well. I like the movement, mm-hmm. sort of. I don't find it... I, I think it's probably the yeah. best moving... Like, way you move a three-dimensional character mm-hmm. game I've played on the iPad.
0: Yes, I'm glad they didn't say, here's a joystick. Yeah. Yeah. The, the joystick
1: joystickless movement is yeah. pretty spot on, so... Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe I'll try getting back into it. We can yeah. talk to, about that, too.
0: And once you leave the starter planet, where you crash land on that the game opens up and it's much better. Okay. It's like, here's your chance to go to any planet you want. All right. You get a spaceship. You can hang around and go wherever you want and do whatever mission you want in All right. whatever I'll order. And, I'll try and get over that hump then. Yeah. And then you also turn into a Jedi. Sweet. So you get to pick what kind of Jedi you want to be. You can choose, like, the different Jedi classes and hmm. decide what you want to be. Okay. So it gets much better. And then you get lightsabers and you're like, hey, fuck yeah, man, I'm badass.
1: Do you think that was the first time Jedi class was created I mean, um, the idea of a jedi class
0: i don't know interesting in the video game or just in general in the star wars universe um i don't know because that game was like 2008 or 9 yeah right
1: i mean but you're not talking like you know we're not talking sith and jedi we're talking like a subclass of the jedi
0: yeah like different like you're a jedi wizard or you're a jedi warrior yeah maybe yeah Huh. I wonder because that's a very video gamey role playing it is concept. Yeah, you know, and that might have been in the role playing like pen and paper books for a while beforehand. I don't know. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, we played the role playing game. There wasn't much subclass to the Jedi. Mm -hmm. There's like there were Jedi's and Mm -hmm. like mystics or not mystics, um, Force sensitives. Mm -hmm. Um, But there wasn't like you know a combat heavy
0: Jedi. I mean, you could sort of like there was a Jedi counselor. Oh, the there, counselor. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, but it is one of the first games where you're like, "Cool, I get to be a Jedi that uses spells or heals people or does two-handed melee or two lightsabers." You right. get to specialize what you want to do. It's really like D and D materialized into a video game. Yeah, yeah, it uses like the same skills. It's a role it's playing. It's like game. Ballers Gate turned into Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Which I like because I'm a
1: nerd. I didn't know you could get that deep into it because I, I hadn't played that much so mm-hmm. right now it was just like this weird puzzle game where it's like yeah. find this thing and then go over here and i was like mm. yeah but there's
0: also different ways to do things too and you get light side or dark side points right so you can end up being like you can kill all your companions towards the end of the game you can just be like Wookiee, you're dead you're dead you you're dead i don't like you maybe i'll play that way or you can be a good guy and like you know save Wh- the universe
1: which way do you usually play good or bad
0: um well i played this game the most memorable time i played it i played all evil and i ended up just turning on my companions at the end of the game and killing them all okay (laughs) and being like oh hail me i'm the badass yeah which is kind of fun sometimes it's just fun to like go around and kill everybody and just choke them and shoot lightning (laughs) sure but other times you're like no that's not really me like what i'd probably really do is save the universe
1: yeah i have a hard time playing evil in video games mm-hmm. i don't know i, I mean I, I i have to like think about it consciously mm-hmm. to like to make the bad choice yeah like it's more of an active choice i guess than like playing good yeah i suppose most people are
0: probably like that i think so too i, I but mean if you're not like that you're probably a sociopath yeah. <laughs> sometimes if you have to get into your mindset to be like all right i'm gonna just fucking kill everyone yeah you're all dead
1: you have to like really think about yeah like what is the bad choice i don't mm-hmm. for me it's like you yeah
0: know, -hmm. I don't know. I've never played all the way through like that. Maybe I should try that with Kotor. It's it's interesting because it's like you get the option for, like, we'll take the Sith Warrior story, for example, in Swotor. It's like, okay, you have this person who was captured as a Twi'lek slave. Yeah. You can either take off her choke collar, or if you keep it on, you can shock her whenever you have a Mm -hmm. conversation and be like, shock you. (laughs) Yeah. It's a dark side thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's things like that that are. Interesting choices.
1: I wonder... I mean, it, I wonder if... Uh, I wish that... I, w- I would hope that, like, like The Walking Dead... Um, the the Telltale game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they keep track of people's choices. Mm-hmm. I wonder if... The Swotor... If they have a, oh. a baseline... If they did, were, like, going to keep track if they have any idea. I don't know. Because it would be yeah. interesting to see, like, how many people actually play mm-hmm. Very Evil. Because so. those choices are kind of like... I mean, those are personal choices that people enjoy... Like nobody mm-hmm. else benefits from you choosing that sort right. of, you know. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see how many people actually play like that.
0: And it's interesting too because you can be a Sith or on the Empire side and choose good guy options. Right, you can see be, be a light a good, side bad light, guy, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. It's interesting. I wonder if there's others out a, there. You could be a you know Republic dark side person, right. which doesn't make any sense to me. It's like if you're on. So, if you complete the Jedi Knight story, let's say, and you're member of the Jedi Council, congratulations, you saved the universe, but your dark side, your full dark side, wouldn't they be like, um, should we trust this guy? No. His eyes are glowing red. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he might be kind of evil. Uh, the Pal- you know, Palpatine yeah, kept it
1: on the DL for a That's long true. time. That's true. In front of the Jedi Council. You should have to put it on a different mask or something. Yeah, he was <laughs> just so dark they couldn't see past the fog, I yeah. guess. So. Uh,
0: <laughs> Clouded your vision is. Whoa. Yeah, basically,
1: yeah, and so forth.
0: Okay, well, that's all we have for this episode, I think. Unless yeah. there's anything else we're missing.
1: No, I mean, you can hit us up at the Twitter account at the Space Bros. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook Check out our Facebook page, The Space Bros. Uh-huh. Email us at gmail dot com, The Space Bros at gmail dot com. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh. Send us questions, comments, feedback, whatever, hearsay, speculation. Yeah. We'll read, anything you want
1: we'll read some emails mm-hmm. we'll have an email we're section. not above it Shit. No.
0: <laughs> just gotta get some good ones and then uh, subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already um, or Stitcher look us up on Stitcher yeah. on the Stitch that's a Stitch. Stitch yep alright peace out <laughs> Chucky Chucky <laughs> make me destroy you.
2: The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet.
0: Join me. Together, we can rule the galaxy as father and son.
2: No!
1: without a doubt the worst episode ever rest assured that i was on the internet within minutes registering my disgust throughout the world